0: up guys and welcome to episode 65 of the yard podcast i'm your host randy
1: and i'm your host connie
0: and as always we've got ray with us it is tuesday july 20th we are coming off of the all-star break all-star game home run derby all that good stuff dodgers had their first series back and they were in colorado uh team notes since our last recording they went two and two Their last 10 they're five and five they're still two games back from first place Uh, But they still do have the best run differential in baseball, so hopefully at some point everything kind of starts falling into place. Uh, Obviously still a very good team, but when you've got the Giants playing as good as they, I guess, still at this point surprisingly playing as good as they are, kind of got a way to go. So. Really quickly, we, well, I guess not very quickly, but I'm going to go over the Rockies series, uh, just the basic scores, all that good stuff really quickly. The Dodgers took two out of three against the Rockies with that first game. We had Urias on the mound versus Chichi Gonzalez. Senzatello was pooled. Uh, he was scheduled to start that game and was pooled about two hours prior to first, hit, uh, first pitch due to a COVID outbreak, basically, in the Rockies organization. We saw that as well. Uh, Yankees. So the all-star game maybe uh, (laughs) was maybe kind of like a super spreader event, but luckily it seems like nothing serious is coming out of it. So Dodgers pull that one out and win 10 to four behind a line of Urias who went five and two thirds, seven hits, four runs, four earn, one walk, three strikeouts. Gave up that grand slam on 89 pitches. Saturday, they pulled out the win as well, 9-2, with Bueller on the mound, who picked up his 10th win of the season, who went seven innings, four hits, two runs, two earned, two walks, eight strikeouts, no home runs, and 93 pitches. And then, unfortunately, uh, Sunday was that back-and-forth game. They dropped it. Price got the start, which was kind of still a bullpen game at this point as he's stretching out versus John Gray, who is someone uh, you have talked about as the Dodgers potentially looking at. Uh and he
1: exactly why I've been pounding the table for
0: him. Yep. And and the Dodgers did a little, did a little bit of work on him. So like maybe they could help lower that trade uh package just a (laughs) tiny bit. But we had price versus gray. Dodgers unfortunately lost that one six to five in the tenth. Uh price, decent out little outing for him. Four innings pitch, two hits, one run, one earn, one walk, four strikeouts, 66 pitches. So before we start talking about the Giants game, let's jump into that Rocky series. Uh, if you want we could start so with, the, yeah.
1: the first thing I wanted to point out was in the first game, um, coming out of the break, I was really happy with the swings and approach I saw from the Dodgers hitters. Um, even when they weren't resulting in hits, I was thoroughly pleased with the way they were swinging the bat. Uh, Jimmy Shurphy, from what I saw, had a really good slider. Um, he threw a one to uh, Ham- Garrett Hampson that was absolutely filthy. He did leave one hanging to Rodgers that I think Rogers doubled on. But then he threw three or four really, really good ones to Trevor Story. Um, So there's definitely a a lot of good in that slider. And maybe the Dodgers can help him make it more consistent. Um, As We saw last night in the Giants game, he threw a lot of good sliders in that one too. So um, really excited to see what we see from Shurfi from here on out.
0: Yeah, as for the offense, though, I guess we could touch on that because that was a nice way to start. As we all know, they had that walk-off last Sunday, Max Muncy, the walk-off home run kind of continued into scoring Friday night. Um, freaking Betts just coming out and doing his thing and kind of what we were all hoping and waiting for this entire time. Um, looking exactly like the guy that we expect him to be until unfortunately the injury on, what was it, Saturday, but.
1: So, so I wanted to say like earlier in the season, we were all talking about how his swing looked kind of off. And then I think it was the Cardinal series We noticed how it looked better. He said he felt better. It didn't automatically, immediately uh, result in hits, but it gradually started getting better. You saw him start to come out of it in the Marlins series. He did really well in the Diamondback series. And before he got hurt, um, he was killing it in the Rocky series. So I think his approach or his swing uh, mechanic is finally starting to pay off from what we saw in the Cardinals series where it started to look better.
0: Yeah, we saw... uh we saw him go three for five in that game. That first game against the Rockies, he did have an RBI on the sack fly and he did strike out twice, but all around his uh, at-bats are just looking a lot better. Will Smith also had a good one, uh, a good game that day. We had, we had, you and I had kind of talked about, it might've even been the last episode of the one before that, how he's kind of struggled with runners in scoring position. Uh, That game, really good game for him. Two for four, four RBIs. Chris Taylor had his three RBIs in that game. So still, quite a few strikeouts but everybody was hitting uh everybody in the lineup including Urias that night had a hit so that was fantastic to to be able to hit yeah he's he's like always seems to surprise me when he gets up there like he's batting 243 um which is really good I mean
1: yeah
0: it's the only way he's gotten on bases here is his hits he's not drawing any walks but hey when you're a pitcher who really cares uh he swings a good bat. Uh, Phil Bickford picked up his first big league hit that day. holes came in to pinch hit that game. And uh, when Holes came in to pinch hit, he actually passed Willie Mays on the all-time hit list with career hit 3,284. So as always, congrats to Holes. Seems like every game uh, there's a new yeah. milestone reached for him.
1: Future Dodger uh, Hall of Famer.
0: <laughs> yeah. But Will Smith, uh, yeah, just going to put that Dodger hat on in the Hall of Fame. Just like, just like Chase Utley. Sorry, Phillies fans. He's always gonna gonna put that Dodger hat on. Um, but Will Smith had the four RBIs with two outs in that game, so that was huge. Um, we've kind of talked about that a bit. Like I mentioned, where he has struggled. They left eleven guys on base and went four for fourteen with runners in scoring position. Um, so but Will it, Smith had
1: half of those hits. He was two for three with runners in scoring position, and
0: yeah.
1: we talked about his struggles there. So it was nice to see him come out of the gate and um, you know do good work. I think it was the Diamondback series. I noticed his swing change too. And apparently over the break, he really worked on it and it's helped him.
0: Yeah, he's been uh, he's been putting it together, looking really good. Even I mean, all we can
1: just scrap last night because everybody was bad.
0: Yeah, minus everybody, yeah, minus Turner and Muncie. that was really all they had going for him last night. But uh, yeah, he had a he had a nice series going for him, and Mookie Betts even better until like you we had mentioned that injury. Been four for four on a four for four with four extra base hits on Saturday. So he was swinging a very hot bat. He actually raised his OPS almost a hundred points. It was like by 80, 90 points, something like that. Um, And that's, that's yeah. Not really something you expect to happen over like four games, but uh, Mookie did that. So he had a big game. Max Muncie, as always seems to always kill it in Colorado, five RBIs in that second game, uh, four hits for him. And really, him and Justin Turner kind of, I guess, Turner only had the one hit, but he had the two RBIs. So they've been getting it done kind of for the Dodgers. Not a whole ton of offense that game. Um, it's funny. So later they, on. Yeah. yeah they, they won nine to two. But even if you look at the box score, like Mookie had four hits, Muncie had four hits, Turner had one, pool Holes had one, and then Pollock had two, and that was it. Um, so they just, they came through when they needed to. Freaking. Pollock is out here just absolutely crushing the ball. Uh, He is tied with Soto this month for the most home runs. So Pollock and Soto are the only players in baseball with seven home runs in July.
1: And yet Um, he wasn't in the lineup last night. Interesting.
0: Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, I... With bets out of there, I get like they want to keep Pollock in there against lefties, but as banged up as this lineup is, no bets, no uh Lux. I kind of feel like you could have thrown Pollock in there and just see what he should have.
1: He's been hitting both-handed pitches very yeah. well recently. Yeah, I think so he hit. There was I think, no reason for him not to be in there. Yeah, and this is say, no disrespect to like Beatty or um, Rex, but come on, guys.
0: Yeah, no, he he should have been in there last. Uh, yeah, should have been in there last night. He should be in there as much as possible right now at this point but uh, Dodgers racking up those home runs like you had mentioned they, nothing really happened early on in the game the Dodgers it was tied up two to two in the bottom of the third and then it did nothing really got going until the sixth seventh eighth ninth and then it, it became a two to two game to very quickly a nine to two game uh, it was back to-back games for bets that he had a leadoff double unfortunately as we all know he came up limp after scoring on he came, one point he came up limp after scoring on Muncie's base hit stayed in the game but then ended up coming out of the game after his third double of the game in the seventh inning. And that ended up being right hip irritation, which apparently has been something he's been kind of dealing with all season. Oh yeah. Yeah. So shoulder um, injuries, are
1: great. Yeah, yeah.
0: Now that he's running the bases a little bit more, it seems like it came back uh, to bite him. And then as we all know that Sunday game, just not a pretty one. Um, but
1: before uh, real quickly, I did want to say that I was actually thoroughly impressed with Bueller on that game. Because he she was really struggling early, just couldn't really find his command. But then I think after like the second inning, he really started to find it and just kind of cruised to the rest of the yeah. game.
0: Yeah, no, that that is true. Because I remember like the first inning or two into the game, his pitch count was a little high, and then he settled in and really got it going. Uh, I mean, the dude just consistently gives the Dodgers six innings every single time he's out there, uh, and time. it it's it's great. Seven innings pitched, four hits, and two earned. But he's runs. the only one. Yeah, he is. It, unfortunately, but <laughs> seven innings it cores field and only four hits and two earned runs uh eight yeah. strikeouts 93 pitches he didn't give up a home run the only thing that it came on was the two out uh he yeah, had the rbi double by mcmahon and then obviously the sack fly from freeland early in the game because he walked two guys so um that lack of command hurt him in the bottom of the second but he quickly found it got out of it and then just was kind of doing what he does yeah. best and just so like we know like pitchers
1: the pitches don't really break as much in Colorado, but uh, he did a really good job maneuvering through all that. So I was, I was very impressed with the third inning on.
0: Yeah. And then unfortunately, as we all know, Sunday's game just did not go uh, all that well. Um, They just, the the pitching wasn't even that bad. I mean, when you look at the pitching lines, the most anyone gave up was Bickford giving up the two runs. And that was because one of them was already on second. Um, It just... I don't know I I, they only left five guys on base they went three for 11 with runners or no sorry that's uh, wrong team Uh, they they didn't (laughs) even they got well basically the same exact numbers they left six on base and went three for 10 with runners in scoring position so I I don't know it just didn't seem like a game that the Dodgers were all fully there Um, which again Coors Field always some weird stuff happens so uh one thing though I do want to talk about because I I I don't want to get on him because we all know he's coming back from injury but does anyone look uglier at the plate right now than Cody Bellinger because he just does not seem to look like he's there at all at any point during his at-bats uh he just looks lost I don't know if you're seeing anything encouraging coming from him
1: uh um I actually do not think he looks lost. He's just not hitting the ball. Um, so from what I'm seeing, he he is chasing, but some of these pitches are close, so fine, whatever, and he's fouling them off good. So I have been encouraged about the way he's, I think he's seeing the ball a little better. Um, he's still not driving the ball like he used to. Maybe it's the shoulder injury. Um, we figured that might be a problem with shoulder injuries. Um, so... It's Now it's just going to be about can he manage to take walks. I mean, he's done it a few times where he's like, okay, he's taking walks, and other times he's swinging that bullshit. So if he cuts back on swinging that bullshit, like he has been, because when he first came up, struck out a ton, he still strikes out a lot, but his like whiff and strikeout percentage were dropping each and every year. Um, it's If I check, it's probably high this year. So if he cuts that back down, starts walking more, that might – as he just needs to get on base because, I mean, he's fast. He can steal bases. So that would be a way to get on. Maybe Pollock and Taylor will drive you home. Um, but, yeah, he's just not driving the ball right now. So maybe it's the shoulder. I, I don't know, but something's not right there.
0: Yeah, I know Roberts was touching on kind of what he was doing in 2019 when he won his MVP that he just he wasn't trying for the power he was trying to go opposite field he was trying to just knock in hits and then with that came the power. Um, he has had a couple hits that made their way to the warning track or that seemed like maybe they were gone at the bat off the bat and then just died whether that's a result of the shoulder injury or a result that's of the what ball. That's it being happened like end. three
1: times in the national series. It happened once in the Marlins series on what should have been a grand slam. So I was thinking, man, he's, he's just missing these. So I don't know if it's his shoulder or if he's just miss hitting barely.
0: Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Roberts in that Sunday game tried to get him at the top of the order to face Gray, who he usually does really well against. And, unfortunately, it just did not so what, end up working out. when I out.
1: saw the lineup, I saw, like, my friend was like, does Bellinger really need to be up there? And I was like, well, the thing is, I think Roberts, because it's the first inning, Gray's probably going to pump a lot of fastballs in the first inning. So, you want to get someone up there who might be struggling so you want to get him going by seeing a lot of fastballs. So the only two options were Bellinger and Lux and Bellinger got it. So I was completely fine with it. It didn't work out obviously, but I mean, I think that was the right call.
0: Yeah. I wasn't bothered by him hitting a uh, leadoff, especially against a guy he has success against when you're trying to get him going. Uh, might as well throw him in there against someone he usually sees well let alone in Colorado it just unfortunately did not work Uh, at the end of the day though as frustrating as it might be to see him struggling at the plate it can never overlook what he does on defense Uh, having him there in center field has been uh, just an upgrade above and beyond nothing against Chris Taylor but it just I'm not sure there's many guys who can break to a ball the way Cody Bellinger do does and reads the ball as well off the bat as Bellinger does. Um, he might be like arguably one of the best, if not right up there with the best defensive outfielder in baseball. Yeah. Kevin um, Kiermaier,
1: I think, is probably the best to me. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Buxton's
1: I, also fucking amazing when he's healthy. That's true. When he's um, yeah, he
0: just doesn't play very much. Yeah, Buxton. Buxton's yeah. awesome. Um, yeah. But yeah, Bellinger's got that natural instinct out there. He reads the ball off the bat so well. His arm's great. So uh, it, it's it's good to have him out there for that. Plus, he's just not someone like, you're just not going to bench him. They've got to get him going. He's got to bat. He's got to get those things going. Um, unfortunately, in that Sunday game, Muncy went 0 for 5, Bellinger 0 for 4, McKinstry 0 for 4, Lux 0 for 4. So just not a great game. Uh, I mean, you had Will Smith doing it again, 3 for 4, Turner 2 for 5. Pollock freaking two for four again but speaking
1: of Smith I I really don't understand how he hit that home run um that pitch was just shit complete shit don't know why he swung at it but obviously glad he swung at it It, he did a really good job at you know getting his hands in and somehow getting the barrel on the ball um that that was highly impressive of him to hit that home run
0: because again that pitch was awful I'm I'm hoping things are kind of going for him because I feel like obviously any fan of any team will say, well, if this guy can get going and this guy can get going, we're going to be good. But like, I feel like there's certain guys in our lineup that like once they're kind of all locked in, they're good. And Smith isn't necessarily one of those top people, but I do think he's one of those people that. If he, I mean, he kind of get... has to
1: be because he's going to hit in the middle of the order. Yeah, so.
0: and that's why. Like, with him, where he's at in the lineup, you kind of have to have him get going. And uh, I've said this all year, and you've, you've agreed that uh, until once Betts gets going, the entire team gets going. And we saw that in Colorado. You have Betts go off those first two games. Team does really good. Uh, don't have him in the next game. Don't have him in the Giants game. Uh, they struggle a bit. Granted, Giants game, very good pitcher. But I do – think that that he was a good pitcher the but they had their
1: chances oh they against did gossman and they completely let him off the hook
0: yeah they did uh, but like with uh smith i mean if you look at his baseball savant basically everything is red his chase rate really good Base on ball percentage really good Uh, Hard hit percentage, same thing. So he's barreling up the ball. He's not his whiff percentage is at like 84th percentile. So he's looking really good there. Um, So hopefully it's all starting to kind of come together for him. We absolutely need that from him, Um, especially. The thing is, he's
1: been fine with nobody on base. When people get on base, it's been a struggle. But the few games since the All-Star break, he's come through in those situations. So that's nice to see.
0: Yeah, and then, of course, uh, we had some defensive kind of, of course, miscues in that game because it just seems like they want to play really bad defense as of the last month and a half, yeah. month, who knows? I don't I, know. I
1: don't know what happened with Chris Taylor. I'm not sure how he dropped that. Um, I just
0: know they said he lost it in the sun. But then Trevor there was the Chris. one that went off Turner's know. glove, I think. Uh, Turner the- had a
1: few. Turner had a few where I was yeah. like, all right, bro, come on. Now.
0: Well, DH next year. Woo um but i mean hell and it'll keep turner healthy if we could dh him uh, dh him and smith we'd be in a uh pretty solid place he's been healthy this year yeah. Yeah. He, it's surprised. he went in and did that whole 30 with his wife, Courtney and stayed lean and did his Pilates and all that good stuff. And it seems to be working for him. And I think yeah. everyone else needs to start following that because we have way Facts. too many injuries on this team. Like Mr. Facts. Gavin Lux leaving the game in the ninth with a hamstring strain. I watched the Conspiracy video. Conspiracy
1: theory. He's not, he's not injured. What? <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just but, gonna say but- that.
0: So you think he's not injured enough to be put on the I.L. Because obviously he was hurt because he pulled up. I just maybe they just are like, you know what, dude, you're kind of like you just need some time. So we're not even going to attempt to.
1: I'll I'll get more into it, but they're they're working on something and they just didn't want to be like, oh, we're going to send you down. They don't want to go through that again. So it was more just like, okay, just kind of pull up here.
0: Yeah, because I thought be at first he'd be, I I thought at first, like, oh, maybe it'd be a couple days, especially with someone so young, like Lux, like the body just kind of, it rehabs itself a little bit quicker. But on Monday, he was put on the 10-day IL and Robert said it's going to take some time uh, in regards yeah, to that he injury. Was jumping so. up and
1: down like a jackass in the clubhouse after home runs.
0: <laughs> oh, in the dugout? Yeah. yeah so he's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, it's all hey, if it gets him going. I don't care because he, we need him to get going. Um, also, Seager's supposed to sort of be back this week, so Wednesday. Yeah. yeah, they don't necessarily need Lux to play shortstop right now if Seager is. Back they don't any day need. Now.
1: So here's the thing: it whether when Seager comes back, whether it's Lux, McKinstry, or whoever they, if Seager does what he what he usually does. And the lineup is just going to be that much stronger. There is no weaknesses except for maybe second base. So they're really not counting on them to do anything.
0: Yeah. Well, and then you have, you just put Taylor at second, and then you've got the or outfield. Or Taylor. Oh, I don't
1: it. I haven't liked what I've seen from Taylor, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I don't know what's going on, but uh, have not really been thrilled. He hit that home run in the first at bat, and I was like, okay, Taylor's still Taylor. Uh, has he had a hit since? I, I'm not sure don't recall
0: i actually don't think so haven't looked at his numbers i just know he had it
1: just hasn't looked all that great but it's just four games so does it really matter all that much probably not
0: yeah i'm just um, hoping
1: it doesn't mean he's gonna start trailing down because if he starts trailing off then somebody's really gonna need to step up
0: yeah no they they they're kind of playing thin at this point still um and then unfortunately i i I feel like I heard too much about Charlie Blackman in Colorado. And I feel like whenever you hear too much about Charlie Blackman, things are not going well. Like he had his first stolen base of the season against us this weekend. Uh, and then he had that two out, two run, walk off home run off Bigford in the 10th after uh, Will Smith had his heroics in the top of the eighth with the two run home run to give the Dodgers the lead. And then Jansen blew it in the bottom of the ninth. And Will Smith is like, all right, no problem. I got your back top of the 10th RBI base hit Boom. And then the same thing, runner on second. I really second. didn't think
1: Pujols was going to score.
0: Yeah, I, I, really I was kind of surprised. I walked away from the TV for a second and I hear, oh, Pujols is on the way home. And I was like, oh, fuck. And then I'm like, luckily I heard he was <laughs> safe. But like, I wasn't even watching the TV. I just heard it as I was walking away. I was, and I was, just, like, oh, I was
1: just telling like, people, I was like, uh, if there was a base hit, Pujols isn't scoring. Was the got yeah, a base was, hit. Sure enough, it was pretty easily too. And I was like, well, never mind him.
0: Yeah, Poulhos turn, turns those wheels on sometimes. They just, <laughs> it's like a cartoon where he looks like he's moving, but like he's barely moving. That's Poulhos. He's trying. Good tried,
1: uh, God will. He's really trying to run fast. Yeah, hey, I
0: respect it. Just don't get hurt because it's uh, kind of
1: like James Loney. James Loney used to try to run really fast. He just wasn't moving anywhere. Yeah, they funny. look
0: like they're running really fast, but they're barely moving. Um, so yeah, not a good game the way that one went off. Unfortunately. Um, I don't really care too much about the pitching. I'm so over what these half are bullpen games, half aren't bullpen games. Um, Reed came in, had a decent outing, and then the error got, cost him that run. Vessia has been killing it since he's been called up um, for the most part. Kelly gave up the two hits, unfortunately gave up the run, but then got back-to-back strikeouts to end the inning. Trinan still doing his thing Jansen unfortunately it's his first blown it's only his third blown save of the season and his first one since like May which is crazy um so
1: he was starting to show some kinks though I I brought it up before the the all-star break episode that he had been getting into more trouble but he's been getting out of it but it's only a matter of time before they were going to start catching up to him and unfortunately it caught up to him in Colorado
0: yeah he'll just won't I always have a hard time with Jansen pitching in Colorado to begin with because of his heart stuff and the stuff in the past. Uh, So I'm never a big fan of seeing him out there on the mound in Colorado anyways, because as a diehard baseball fan, like, yes, obviously I want the best option out there for my team to win, but also when it comes to the health, especially of a guy who has like three kids and another one on the way, like, Guy, I don't want to see you go out there and get hurt. I don't want to see you rushed off to the hospital. I don't want to see anything happen with your heart. So, anytime he's out there in Colorado, it stresses me out. So, I try not to look too much into his pitching opportunities when he's out there. Um, But it is something I plan on keeping an eye on, especially against a team like the Giants. I would assume at some point he has to get in this series. I hope. I mean, it'd be nice if we score enough runs, we don't need him. But the Giants are good enough that I don't really see that happening. Um, So, he's someone I'll be keeping a closer eye on over this next week. So hopefully we can kind of come back next week and have better things to say about him. But um, with Lux leaving that game in the ninth, as I mentioned, he got put on the 10 day IL Rex was called up to take his spot on the roster. Uh, And then also yesterday, Monday, uh gonzalez was activated from the il before the game against the oh, <laughs> against the game against the giants and then jake reed was optioned to triple a dodgers got their asses handed to them last night what was 72 yeah, because of
1: victor gonzalez
0: it was yeah of, yeah it was it was it was one of those games that like gone someone into the first inning struggled and i'm like oh okay this is not going to be not, not going in the right direction. Then Muncie and Turner hit the back-to-back home runs in the bottom of the first. I'm like, okay, this isn't too bad. Like Kevin Gossman, I looked at his numbers prior and we had faced him twice at Dodger stadium. One of those games, I want to say it was like six innings pitch. Didn't give up a run. Didn't give up, didn't walk anyone. And that was in May. Then we faced him in June. And it was like five innings pitched, five walks, which is the most he's given up in a season, three earned runs on three hits. So I was like, let's see what Gossman we're getting off, getting tonight. Uh, Gossman was also coming off of the emergency family uh, leave or list, whatever that is. So hopefully whatever was going on there, his family is okay and everybody is healthy and nothing bad happened but I was very interested to see how he was going to pitch in last night's game, because clearly he had something going on for family. Uh, and you never know how that is going to affect a pitcher. Understandably. So on the mound, uh, last night was Gosman's shortest outing of this outing of the season. He only went three innings, gave up three hits, two run, two earned, three walks, five strikeouts, two home runs on 80 pitches. So the Dodgers had him where they wanted him, had a chance to get into the bullpen early, had a chance to take the game. Um and get things going. And unfortunately, it just completely fell apart in the top of the seventh when they brought in Gonzalez. Obviously, his first start since or his first uh, appearance since coming off the aisle and he didn't even face go, some IO at that
1: yeah. Uh
0: four hits, three runs, three earns, zero walks, one strikeout. So yeah. Um I don't know what's going on with Gonzalez this year. For for a while, I thought it was the command. It seems to be more. Are you seeing anything or is this just like?
1: Um, So I will say, I think his
0: Like, I don't want to say or believe that his rookie season was just one of those lucky ones. Like, there has to be something there that-
1: Well, I mean, there is like the sophomore slump or those things, but uh, so yesterday, I felt like he was throwing strikes. Unfortunately, they were, you know, way too over the plate um i don't know it and at that point i just felt like so i i do know some people were like well why didn't dave just pull him and i was like well they've used a lot of open pieces over the last few days and th- over the last month probably so he's just gonna have to eat this yeah, unfortunately. To eat those.
0: Um, yeah it just it was like he comes in there's a runner on first one out it's base hit base hit sack fly two out double rbi double and then he gets rough swinging to end the inning and it's just like holy shit we just went from this being a three to two game to seven to two all in the matter of one inning and like i know a lot of people were like well why didn't he just leave bickford in and it's like bickford's been used quite a, a lot bit and yeah. he was already at an inning and a third in that game um so he I, sure I, will. yeah he did um i just
2: I, and then sure you
0: got again
1: earlier.
0: you yeah and you've got to get you've got to get Gonzalez in there. He's an arm that hasn't pitched in over a week. Um, The guys just came from Colorado. He did not have to do any of that. And so I felt like you've got to get him in there. Uh, And it just did not work out well, unfortunately.
1: 100%, he needed to be in there. He should have been in there. Um, And again, when people were like, oh, Robert should have pulled him. At that point, there was no use for it. He just has to eat it, unfortunately. So he had to eat it. Yeah. Um, if this was like a, a game later on, he probably would have been pulled after a few hits or after he faced his third batter. Um, but yeah, there there was just he just unfortunately just had to be in that situation because the Dodgers need someone to eat some innings because Goslin can't eat innings. I love Tony G to death. He just has not been able to get it together. I don't know if it's his shoulder still bothering him or because he got a late start something just seems way off. Um it's just honestly at
0: this point I thought he would have figured it out. I did not think we would yeah, still be having I, I him go three and a half or three and a thirds inning and, and go, third, throwing yeah. 80 pitches. Like I did not think we would still be at that point uh this far into the season. So, it's unfortunate. Also, him
1: not getting down that bunt after McKinstry's double was really like, bro, you're not helping yourself here. You really have yeah. like this shit game all. Yeah. I around.
0: will say I turned away for like a second I was I forget what. I, oh, I was making dinner and so I didn't see it, but I got on Twitter and I was like, oh shit. Well, I can see Gonson didn't lay down a bunt cuz everyone's very angry about it. Uh yeah, pitchers not being able to lay down a bunt is frustrating, especially one that was a uh hitting pitcher in college he was probably laying down bunts yeah. quite a bit like so i feel outfield, like yes. i feel like that's something uh he should do i feel like every professional baseball player should be able at to lay down time, a bunt.
1: sometimes i feel like the, those players who were hitting pitchers in college like they play different positions i feel like they miss bunts on purpose just so they can swing the bat <laughs> and sometimes i'm like all right whatever fine i don't care but then he ended up swinging that just complete garbage and i'm like well i guess a strikeout's better than a double play but he's on second so how are you really gonna hit to a double play unless you're just completely unlucky um and then uh, i don't know what taylor was doing um that was bad mm. who's bad who bad a second muncie
0: i think Muncie got on yeah, he
1: walked. I think so. and then I mean, they didn't score so it was just it was brutal
0: yeah they they gave us some hope in the bottom of the first i thought okay maybe we'll be good and then jay they didn't get a hit after McKinstry's double until like the eighth or ninth inning. So, uh, it was the ninth
1: Pollock singled in the ninth. Yeah. I
0: think they had one hit against the, against the Giants bullpen last night. So, uh, that's usually not going to cut it. I will say, um, however, the Giants got into our bullpen early as well. I think that was kind of expected though with Gonsolin. I do not think the Giants were expecting to only get three, uh, innings from Gossman so yeah. this could be very beneficial to the Dodgers it is a four-game series so the fact they got into their bullpen that early granted they did really well uh but they still had to use arms that I guarantee Kapler was not expecting to use last and, night and
1: I feel like the Dodgers have hit Alex well, so maybe we can get into the bullpen again today
0: yeah. And so that's just sometimes like, if things aren't working your way, you've got to look for the positives. And that was a big, big thing for me last night was get Gossman out, start wearing out those arms. Cause this, this series is going to be a battle. I don't know how, I, I kind of feel like it's going to be a split series. I don't see the Dodgers winning the next three, just cause the Giants are a very good team. Um,
1: the Dodgers are winning the next three.
0: Well, I hope so. That'd be great. Uh, but I, I, they're capable of doing it. I just think like their starting pitcher has been good. You've got De Scafani lined up.
1: I'm, I'm just with, trying to be positive, but no, yeah, deep down, I'm just like, yeah, this isn't going to end well.
0: Yeah, it's just, it, and it's because they're a good team. It's not even, I mean, the Dodgers aren't playing their best baseball, but when the Giants are as good as they are, the Dodgers have to play their best baseball in order to keep up. Um, and at any moment we could be losing Max Muncy, knock on wood. I just knocked on my table. Uh, His wife is very pregnant and is expected to deliver at any moment. She did jokingly say, I mean, obviously she has no control but she did jokingly say she was gonna try and keep the baby in until after the Giants series. So uh, that would be fantastic because Max Muncy has 22 home runs this season and eight of them have come against the Giants. He has eight home runs against the Giants in 10 games. So uh, he's definitely much needed. But either way, uh, as long as Muncie, as long as the Muncie's have a healthy delivery, that's all that that's, yeah, I'm sure Muncie
1: completely owns the Giants. He's yeah. the owner of the Giants.
0: He is. Uh, you had mentioned Scherfee pitch last night and fun little fact, according to Stats LLC, uh, he becomes the first pitcher ever to pitch for the Los Angeles Dodgers and San Francisco Giants in the same season. Uh, the last pitcher did, that did that was in 1943 and the teams were still on the East coast. So this is the first time we've seen a pitcher in the same season, uh pitch for both LA and San Francisco in the same season. So I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, he had it. Yeah. And he had a, looked good. So. Yeah. Had a nice little revenge game against his old team and uh inning and a third, no hits, no runs, no balls, no walks and no strikeouts. Um, so we'll see what happens. Betts was scratched from the starting lineup uh, a little bit before yesterday's game, maybe two hours or so. They had said he was on the field doing his pregame activities and he tried to stick it out. So that's why he was put in the lineup. It just did end up not working out for him. Uh, He did come into pitch and pinch hit in the ninth, which I did not like. I did not understand. They were down seven to two. Like clearly you're scratching him because he has right hip inflammation. Like why even bring him in?
1: I know. And i like, I know your options were like none or limited. Just use a pitch who cares at this point
0: yeah unless Betts was like hey Roberts I really want to get out there I think I'm feeling okay I want to get a swing in so I know what I'm feeling for tomorrow that I'd be a little bit more understanding but if Roberts was like hey Betts get in there and go take this out at bat I'm kind of just like hey what are we uh what are we doing here but um hopefully the rest of this series lines up like you said we got Wood uh then we've got Webb and Disc LaFonnie. the Dodgers have a chance to win they could they Could absolutely win the next three, going to need the offense to show up, and the starting pitchers will have to show up. Um, As we all know, there is a very, very, very good chance our number one pitching prospect, Josiah Gray, will be not getting the start tonight because he uses an opener or did his last OKC outing but he is expected to get in there and pitch a majority of the innings tonight. I want to say Clevenger is opening the game to take the first three bat, hopefully just the first three batters. Uh, And then Gray's expected to come in. So that is super, super exciting. We love Josiah Gray on this podcast. Big, big fans been waiting quite some time for this. Um, I I think he's going to have the crowd behind him. And if he goes out there and does his thing, it it could be an exciting kind of spark to get the team going and hopefully... who knows what? I, I,
1: I did want to say that I am super excited about it because, I mean, as anybody who knows me knows that I absolutely love JoJo. Um, I do kind of feel bad for him, though, because, you know, the Dodgers can't get length out of the rotation besides Buehler. Um, so I'm just hoping that he doesn't feel more pressure because it's his major league debut, so he wants to do well there, having to go deepish in the games because the bullpen's tired. Um, so, and... I hope that um, he does well, because I'm a big fan of his, and as someone of color, I'm always rooting for people of color. Uh, more representation in the sport will go a long way. You have Mookie Betts, Tim Anderson, and Akil Badu, and countless others who are doing a great job so far. And the more representation, the better for the kids who watch baseball or who, who might get into baseball. Um, so, like the Verdugo trade was hard on this fan base because there are a ton of Hispanic Dodger fans and he represented them. Now, originally for me, I didn't care too much because we were getting back bets. He was a black man. So I was ecstatic. I now fully understand wanting to have players that represent you and who you are, and look like you and other things. Um, there are a lot of things that are bigger than baseball. And for JoJo's sake, I hope he can just relax, try not to put so much pressure on himself, and just go out there, have fun and pitch.
0: Yeah. And he has on his social media shared that type of stuff. I want to say he's involved in the players Alliance. So, um, I'm sure he will have some of that kind of pressure on his own back, but hopefully it all translates into good things because like you said, role models, having people, uh, that other fans of color can look up to all that type of stuff is always awesome. Always great. I have, I mean, my two younger brothers are half black and they love seeing when, uh Players of color, black players, chat. They like, they love Chisholm. They love bets. They love seeing all that. So if they could have a Josiah Gray to look up to and watch on their favorite baseball team every night, that would be super dope. i just I someone had mentioned last night I was like hell yeah Josiah Gray is finally pitching and they go thank you Reds and I was like holy shit I forgot we completely fleeced the Reds out of Josiah Gray yeah. and Jeter Downs and Jeter Downs helped us get Mookie Betts um, so like the excitement for Josiah Gray is very 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 uh, at the top for this podcast we cannot wait um i didn't plan for this but i just realized a lot of people might not know what can fans look for or should be expecting or what what arsenal from josiah gray anything that we should know before he gets on the mound tonight because i know you've been watching um it.
1: yeah so it's just fastball slider change up curveball just standard pitches but his fastball is gonna be like 94 95 um he gets late run on it though so a lot of players can't catch up to it uh he actually locates his fastball very well gets weak contact on it when it is hit um, so that's good. Um, his slider's coming along. I know he said he was working this offseason, season. He said he was working on his changeup and I think he's been using it more in triple a. Um, so I, I am very excited to see how he pitches tonight. I wish he was like actually starting the game, but the opener's fine too, I guess.
0: Yeah. Hopefully that'll help him uh, just kind of get him going, figure Relax, out. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's what it's for. Uh, obviously I don't think that's what they intend to do with him full time but in a big series stadiums going to be hyped it's against the giants. So maybe they just want to give him, maybe he feels a little bit more comfortable that way. Uh, So I'm excited for it. Can't wait to see what he does tonight. I hope he goes out there and dominates. Hopefully his family, he's been with the team since I want to say yesterday, hopefully, uh, hopefully his family's out there and that stadium gets nice and loud for him. Um, I don't know if we mentioned this on the podcast, but I noticed it last night we saw Cartaya get put on. What was it like the, not the restricted list, but it was like some, I forget what it was, but it was some list and nobody knew why no one knew what was going on. Uh, However, last night I had texted you this. He posted pictures of himself sitting in the front row, a dugout club. So, he's not currently playing with the Quakes, <laughs> no, but the weird. Dodgers have him going weird. to games at Dodger Stadium, which is usually something they do if they were calling someone up and they're not calling up D- Diego Cartaya from single he's A 19. to the big leagues. Yeah, yeah. No. so they're not calling him up. Especially with
1: Kyra Ruiz is triple AAA.
0: Yeah, and they're not going to bring a guy to LA to have him be like, hey, check out the organization just to trade him. So I don't really know what's going on there. It seems a little odd. Um, I mean,
1: I've, I've heard some things... Um, this was like weeks ago, though, that he might be more likely to be traded than Kyber, but I don't know that it doesn't make sense to have him toward our stadium and they trade him.
0: Yeah, like, hey, look how great we are. And he's like, he takes a selfie with his Dodger hat on last night at the game, like sitting literally front row. And he's tagging all his former teammates, or at least the guys he's close with as they're batting, coming in. And they're like, okay, deuces, we're going to trade you. But I mean, hey, if you're going (laughs) to go, hey, if you're going to go hit up the Minnesota Twins and give us back Jose Barrios, please.
1: I was, I was, I've been making jokes with my friends for the last few weeks saying that like um, Cartaya, Lux, and just random people are future a's or future um indians because matt chapman plays with a's and jose ramirez plays for the indians that was i've been joking about it and then my friend was like i mean you might not be wrong and i was like maybe but just doesn't make any sense right now
0: yeah um what do you think maybe not what do you think about Barry? do you think there's any chance the dodgers could pull off barrios because i feel i was looking at his stuff and that dude is only 27 years old and 28 days. He still has another year left of arbitration on his contract. Like, he's going to cost an arm and a leg. Uh, I want to say it was Chad Mariama who put out an article on all the different packages it would take to get Barrios. And holy shit, it seems like it would cost quite a bit. Like, it's going like, to cost
1: a shit ton. Yeah.
0: Like, Ruiz is gone. Like, there's no doubt. But then there's yeah. like other guys along the way, like Andre Jackson. Uh there were a couple other guys that I saw on there, not all in the same package, but Ruiz was like oh, the main the I main I mean
1: if it's Ruiz and Andre Jackson, I'd be like, bye.
0: Yeah. Oh Barrios would and be I... who
1: and I'm a fan of Andre Jackson.
0: Yeah. That but... hair.
1: <laughs> love his hair. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean it's just like if if it's gonna take Ruiz and we have other catching prospects and take Andre Jackson, we have better pitching prospects. I, I don't see a problem with that at all. Plus, like um, he's it's going to take more than good. that. He's good. He's, again, 27. He's still under contract for what? Till yeah, next, next year? year. Yeah. It's, it's going to cost a lot. And the Twins said it, they're going to have to be overwhelmed for them to trade him or Buxton because they're still under contract next year. But if it's like Donaldson, who I don't think is under contract, then he could be gone. Or I don't know who else they have. But stuff like that makes sense. But people who are actually under contract run it back next year i don't know why you're so bad this year because you've been good the previous few years but there's no reason to blow it up
0: don't have to blow it up but uh those white socks are kicking some ass in the uh, al central so uh they're they're doing their thing hey, jose Barrios. so i've been like i don't know why but like totally skipping over the 2022 season and just thinking about the rotation come 2023 um uh, obviously barrios wouldn't be under contract come 2023 but if they re-signed him you'd be looking at something like bueller Berrios, Gray, uh, May, <laughs> Urias, and then you would still have uh, Bobby Miller to work with in that rotation. So so
1: um, I forgot his name. I'm sorry that he used to write, he, I, I don't remember his name, but he, he wrote an article saying that Urias should be in the bullpen. Um, I still don't think we're there yet, but we could be getting close to Urias being a better bullpen. Oh, I'm
0: Jonathan, sure. yeah.
1: Yes, Jonathan. Um, yeah. We could be close to that option if, you know, though, if like Pepio and May and Gray and Miller all do what they're supposed to do, they could be better options. Than yeah, they reason. could
0: not come out of there. Did you yeah. say Pepio was a potential discussion to get called up for tonight's game? i'm cool with that like he was one of the ones before gray showed up like i don't think it, there's any chance anymore but before gray showed up pepio was also being discussed uh as someone that would potentially get called up
1: the, i mean i the, the the jump from double a to the major leagues is really big it's really Well, especially big
0: against the giants like here go play, so, like, go I, play one.
1: I understand that he might struggle but he just definitely deserves to be in that
0: conversation because he has been absolutely lights out this yeah year. Yeah, he's been freaking different different level. Um, off of the, the Giants series, all of that good stuff, uh, Souza Jr. was DFA'd by the Dodgers and he did resign a minor league deal and he was uh, in the OKC starting lineup last night. So they still have some depth with him there. Uh, as for the Trevor Bauer updates, MLB extended his administrative leave until July 27th. Uh, no idea what's going to happen. However, Bauer has a hearing on July 23rd, which is, I think, Friday, Um, And that is about the current restraining order against him. So I would imagine with that hearing, um, there will be a lot more information brought up. I'm not even going to attempt to get into it. I have no idea what's going to happen. I'm sure we will have more of an update with you guys next week, considering yes, a week from today is the 27th. So uh, we'll update you guys more once we have on that. Some injury updates. Kershaw left forearm inflammation. He has started his throwing program as of Monday. He was playing catch at Dodger Stadium. Hallelujah. Great news there. Seager, who fractured his hand, getting hit by a pitch. He had seven at-bats in a simulated game on Saturday at Camelback Ranch. He hit a home run, didn't play the field, but he uh, faced Knievel in a simulated game on Monday, and then he did play some catch ran the bases all that good stuff fielded grounded balls through to first he is expected to be activated off the IL any day now like you mentioned uh Wednesday is the target they're hoping for as long as he comes out of today I don't know what they have planned for him today but if he comes out today feeling good they hope to bring him back on Wednesday um I think there's some
1: there's some summer league games in Arizona I forgot the names it's like the Dodgers DSL versus the Dodgers oh it's like else. the
0: it's called so I you know, I know Chris Sale just did one, and they called it the Florida Complex League. So I'm guessing that's what it is, like the Arizona Complex League. Something like that, because I know you set the pitch there. Yeah.
1: And then Um, some of the top signings of the international signings, like Glees and stuff, are playing there.
0: Yeah, so that's probably where he got his at-bats in. Uh, Like I said, he faced Knable yesterday, Monday. So if Lux didn't get hurt, maybe they push it back another day or two. But with Lux getting hurt, they kind of probably feel like they – want to get see. They wanted Seager back this series. Roberts has been talking about it for two weeks now. So, um, it seems to be going well, hopefully, uh, would be great to get him back in there. Hopefully it doesn't take him too long to get going. Jimmy Nelson, who has the left lumbar strain threw off the mound for the first time Monday since going on the IL. Uh, so good news there. And then Knavel is actually looking like he's ahead of schedule. They did not expect him back until the end of August. He had that right lat strain and he's been out since April 24th. He was like arguably one of our best bullpen arms when he went down and got hurt, Uh, pitched in a simulated game on Monday and threw between 15 and 18 pitches. I did not actually see what came out of that. I know he pitched to Seager. Seager hit a laser off the center field wall. Um, So we're, we're getting there. All of these notes, luckily on injury updates, we're all looking positive and heading in the right direction. I just hope that, uh nothing is being rushed and there's no setbacks because the last thing we need is bringing someone back and them uh getting re-injured so um if that if if we get can back that's going to be major for the bullpen kershaw will help a ton because we can maybe keep gray up and let price go Mm -hmm. i don't know they're probably going to keep trying to
1: crowderall's been working on a slider in AAA and it it seems to be working, striking out people now. So that's nice.
0: Hell yeah. That's great news right there. That's what we need. Um, so that's it for the injury update. Let's do the series look ahead really quickly and then we'll get into the last couple things. Uh, as we mentioned tonight, although it is Garrett Clevenger most likely being the opener, it will most likely be for a chunk of the game Josiah Gray versus Alex Wood, who has a 3.67 ERA. Tomorrow, Wednesday, we're looking at Urias versus Webb, who's got a 3.54 ERA. Thursday should be a very, very good matchup. Bueller versus Deascliff. Lafani Their ERAs are basically identical. Disclafani has a 2.37. I think beeler has got like a 2.36, uh, Friday versus Rockies. It should be David Price. This is at home. So luckily we do not have to go back to cursed Coors field. <laughs> no idea who's pitching for the Rockies in any of these games Saturday. It should be Gonsolin Sunday. If gray is still out there, uh, he could be pitching on Sunday versus them. And then Monday, we've got an off day. So we've got three left against the giants and then three against the Rockies. Um, like I said, I think we split the series against the Giants, which means we lose one, win two. But I do think we could easily sweep the Rockies at home. Uh, they have been god-awful on the road this year, um, and the Dodgers have been very good at home. So for me this week, I'm going with five and one on the predictions.
1: Uh, they're 6-0. and oh. I said they were going to split the, yeah, you the did. games against the Giants. So oh, you I right. have to go with it.
0: I like it. Hey, it's a good one. I like it. All right, you want to take us into hits of the week and then minor league minute? I don't know. Oh,
1: I, I completely forgot who had the most hits this week. I'm
0: I'm going to say bets. All right. I don't even know. I mean, I picked bets too. So That's I um, did.
1: I said, I said I was with you. I picked bets.
0: Yeah, I think it had um, to be, it had to have been bets, I think. Because that dude went had what, seven hits, seven, eight hits? And Pollock would have been close, but he only played in two freaking games. So
1: yeah, I, I would assume it's bets. Uh, unfortunately, he's not, I don't know how many Bets bats he's going to get this week. Um, he's probably going away for a few days to be with his child, so that puts a damper on things. Um, I mean, Turner seems like the obvious choice. So I'm gonna go Will Smith.
0: Damn, that's oh, why he I, doesn't
1: play enough. Damn,
0: that's I'll who I was gonna Smith. go with, too, but then you took him. I'm gonna so. go with Smith. Okay, I was going to go Pollock, so neither of them necessarily play full-time, so it might work out, be a, be a nice little lineup. <laughs> um, all right, so if you want to hit us with Minor League Minute, and then we'll let Ray finish us off. All right,
1: so uh, start with A. Cover Ruiz had another solid week. He had five hits. Um, he didn't walk, but he also didn't strike out, which he's apparently really good at. He got four RBIs, so he really made his hits count. It's kind of unfortunate that he doesn't play any other position because uh, it would be nice to have his bat up there right now. Um, Sheldon Noisy had seven hits and 15 at-bats, all singles. He also walked five times. Currently in AAA, he's hitting 285. Um, he hasn't hit for power like we expected, but I mean, at least he's hitting. If he's fixed his swing, he might be the most likely option to come up if like Robert said, Lux might be out for a while. Uh, I don't know how true that is, but anyway, uh, he might be the most likely option since he's right-handed. And if, again, if you fix the swing, he, I think he'd be a really good option. Um, This is kind of like a Dodgers fan favorite. Omar Estevez um, has not been good at all in AAA. He's currently hitting 207 with no power. Um, This week he had no hits in 13 at-bats. He was supposed to have like really good back-to-ball skills, but he's obviously struggled with that. He does play really good defense though. Um, The fan favorite, Jacob Amaya, who's a Southern California kid and another fan favorite, has really struggled this year. He's hitting 196, Um, doesn't really show any power either. Um, He's been an average hitter that seemed to get slightly better, but this year he's really regressed. Um, But much like Estevez, he's really good at playing defense. Uh, Michael Bush is my favorite prospect since Cody Bellinger. Had another really strong week. He hit 400. He was 8 for 20, two home runs, six RBIs, seven walks. The amount of walks he gets in a week are absolutely ridiculous. Um, So he got hit by a pitch in late May and he really struggled uh, when he returned from the injury in like mid-June but so far in July, he's hitting 314, OPSing at 1.172. He's been absolutely fantastic. Um, Miguel Vargas hit 308 this week, going eight for 26, home run for RBIs. So everyone thinks uh, Michael Bush reminds him of Max Muncie. Well, Vargas reminds me of Justin Turner. He's just a professional hitter. Um, he doesn't try to do too much. He just takes what the pitcher gives him. He has a nice, easy swing, and that's what Justin Turner does. Justin Turner has my favorite swing in baseball besides Juan Soto. Um, So really looking forward to seeing how Miguel Vargas progresses. Um, Brandon Lewis of Great Lakes Looms is a 22-year-old third baseman who's been making some noise this year. This past week, he went 10 for 24. It's 418, four home runs, 11 RBIs, also included a grand slam. He does strike out a lot, but he also walks a decent amount. He leads all Dodgers prospects in home runs this year with 18. So he clearly has the power. Um, Andy Páez went seven for 20, four doubles, four RBIs, and six walks. Also stole two bases. He had a rough start to July, but he seems to be picking it up as of late. And one last, we're going to do one last one. And finally, we're going to finish off with someone no one's probably heard of, and that's Justin Jurczyk, who's a 24-year-old second baseman for Great Lakes. Um, what he's doing should probably be talked about more because it's incredible. For the whole season so far, he's hitting 375. Um, he's not a big power guy. He only has three home runs, but he's walked 32 times. He struck out 35, so that's really good. Um, despite the low home runs, he's OPSing at 950 because he just hits and gets on base. His on base percentage is currently 460, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, this past week, he went 13 for 26. 500 average, obviously four doubles, a home run, five RB, five RBIs, and four walks. Um, he's a lot older, since he's 24, than a lot of people in High A. So I wonder how he would fare in Double A. If Michael Bush does get called up to Triple A at some point, I imagine your chick will get promoted to Double A, and I I want to see how he does there.
0: Sweet. Um, something that popped up just as we were, kind of right before we were about to record it, record. Uh, the Dodgers did end up signing their first round draft pick maddox bruns so they did get that and they got him just right under the slot for his uh for the 29th round pick they got him for 2.2 million and that slot is usually 2.4 so uh they did lock some of in these that first people are signing
1: pick. for a lot less than like so i saw something on somewhere where someone got paid four hundred dollars and i'm like oh goodness
0: Yeah, I heard there's a lot of that going on with like the seniors because they know if they don't sign, they don't get drafted. So teams are just completely lowballing them to kind of get them to sign. Um, But good on the Dodgers. They got their first round draft pick to sign. Hopefully they get all the other guys to sign. With that said, Ray, would you like to finish us off?
2: Uh, Yeah, a lot of injury news to go around since uh, the All-Star break. Alex Manoa of the Blue Jays is on the 10-day aisle with a right back contusion. He slipped on the dugout steps and fell uh, in Buffalo when it was raining out. So uh, kind of an unfortunate injury there. He should – I assume he'll be okay uh, at the end of those 10 days. Carlos Martinez of the Cardinals underwent right thumb surgery, and his season is possibly in jeopardy. And much to Randy's dismay, Jazz Chisholm is on the 10-day aisle with a bone bruise in his shoulder, which he injured diving for a ball and they're not sure the exact timeline on that. No fractures, no strains of any kind, though, so that would kind of be whenever the, the injury is ready. Jacob deGrom is on the aisle with forearm tightness because the Mets can't seem to keep him healthy, and Francisco Lindor is also in the, on the aisle with an oblique strain that he suffered swinging. Second, really quickly with the Mets, Luis Rojas, uh, their manager, is going to serve a two-game suspension for excessive arguing after he exploded on the umpires
0: mm-hmm.
2: after that um, – uh mistake by tylen walker uh, yeah that was that was that was a yeah. mistake yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that he was uh he argued that it was foul when it clearly was not uh so he will serve that two game suspension starting tonight our first trade coming right out of the right out of the all-star break jack peterson just trades the braves for first base prospect bryce ball I forgot uh, the about braves
0: that. <laughs> he's yeah. honestly gonna be flipped yeah. again and like Yeah, Yeah,
2: probably. The Braves say they're in buy mode for now, but we'll see how that works out for them towards the end end of the month. uh, If they do keep him, he does have a mutual option on that contract, so he is not necessarily a rental for them. Uh, Jake Cronenworth of the Padres had a cycle last week in Washington, the second cycle of the season, the other one being Trey Turner. Uh, The White Sox extended Lance uh, who is who was a pending free agent, uh they're signed up for two years 38 million dollars there's a 18 million dollar club option for 2024 he uh has been very good this year in 92 thirds innings pitch he has a 10.4 k for nine and a 1.99 era a couple other things around, I, would other, I, like to, I would just like to
0: i would just like to say i would just like to say really quickly i fucked up when i said the dodgers shouldn't <laughs> trade for him okay anyways 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 we can keep going Cause I, I've always, not always, that'd be a really dumb statement. Last couple of years, I've like jokingly claimed the White Sox as my AL team just cause like love Tim Anderson, love the way that team plays and I just love their uniforms. And exactly. I love watching the clips of Lance Lynn, like coming out and just motherfuckering everyone all the time. Um, and seeing his stats, I'm like, God damn, I did not think this guy was going to do this. And now I'm like, oh, I wish the Dodgers would have. And I was like, full force, do not trade for Lancelin the entire time. And now I'm like, God, I feel so stupid. They should have traded for Lancelin. I just had to throw that out there because I've been thinking a lot about it the last couple of days. So, okay. That was all. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, last couple of things, Alex Reyes, uh, the Cardinals closers, uh, set an MLB, MLB record with 24 consecutive a save to begin his career without blowing a save he uh passes LaTroy Hawkins in that record and then the Toronto Blue Jays will be actually be returning to Toronto on July 30th so baseball will be back in Canada at the end of the month and then that is it for a pretty busy week of MLB news
1: oh and Vladdy Guerrero is still killing it
0: yeah he is um it's not so much MLB news but it did happen in MLB and I just want to very quickly touch on it Uh, Saturday night in Washington, D.C., we all have heard about that shooting. Uh, Really nothing to say about it, except for that's fucking terrifying. Like I, as someone who attends as many baseball games as I do, it like hit me very hard and it made me very, very sad. And I teared up, especially because I have family who lives in Washington and actually had tickets to go to Sunday's game. So I was like very stressed out the whole time that was going down. But I have to give a special Well, not special because everyone's doing it, but a shout out to Machado, Tatis, and Myers for going into the stands, grabbing family members of whether it's other players, fans, and taking them into the dugout. I had read something that security had locked the gate because obviously security's job is to protect the players. They locked the gate, told everyone to stay in their seats. Machado, Tatis, Myers ran out there, unlocked the gate. Told the fans to get into the dugouts. When you're there and already have the stress of your own family there, let alone your own well-being and don't know where those shots are coming from. At the time, no one knew if they were in the stadium, outside the stadium. These guys left their place of being safe to help other fans. Um I just, I can't like, that was, that was such a huge thing. And I give so much respect for those three players to do that because I just don't know what I would ever do in a situation like that, because it, that had to be like the most terrifying thing any of them have ever really experienced.
1: And uh, Tati Jr. had said like, he didn't have any personal family there, but since he considers his teammates family, he had to run and go get their families to make sure they were safe. So that was really dope. And it was really nice to see.
0: Yeah, it's it's nice to know that the baseball is not just in good hands uh, when you talk about the way it's played, but also the integrity of the people who are considered the face of the sport. So, uh, shout out to the Padres for that, and kind of even Dave Martinez from the Nationals was taking fans into his into his uh, office, and they were asking him like, "Hey, is this family?" And he said, "They're fans, they're family, they're coming with me." So. Uh, that was that was really big for kind of just everyone coming together and doing that hopefully they catch the people that were involved and we do not hear anything more like this because uh, we had that terrifying thing go on in Colorado where they found the guns and I don't believe a word that they say that the that those people were not there to target the all-star game um, wait what happened so, oh you didn't hear about what happened in Colorado no. the day before the all-star game the or the day before home run derby they arrested four people in a hotel room a block from the all-star game that had over a thousand uh bullets and 16 long guns in their hotel room and the fbi said it had nothing to do with the all-star game and i don't believe any of that um so sure um just people be kind uh keep your eyes ears open if you see anything suspicious report it it's always better to say something than not and have a horrible tragedy come from it so Um, Good on baseball good on the housekeeper in Denver that reported those guns and ammo and everything and good on the Padres and the Nationals for doing what they needed to do. Uh, Other than that, that was all I had for this week and Let's just freaking hope the Dodgers can go. We've got a nice full schedule coming up ahead of us uh, in the NL West. We've got three more against the Giants, three more against the Colorado Rockies before an off day on Monday. We will be back with you guys on Tuesday as always. Um, make sure to hit that like, subscribe button, follow, whatever it is, whatever platform you are on. Don't forget to leave us a rating and review. We always appreciate it. Uh, You can check out our website, DodgerYard.com. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, at DodgerYard, and Facebook. You can find me at Randy underscore Radcliffe on Twitter and IG.
1: You can go to allmarlinks.com slash KONU, K-O-N-U, and find my social medias on there.
2: You can follow me on Twitter at Stingray417.
0: And uh, as always, we hope you guys have a good rest of your morning, night, afternoon, weekend, whenever it is you listen to this. Go Dodgers, and we will catch you guys next week. Bye, guys.
1: See you later guys.